Season 2, Episode 43. Our weekend episode with Pancho Guero. And I'm so excited because now i am become a follower of Mrs. Pancho on Instagram. So now I have all these cute pictures of my nephew. Yeah, you know, and a few pictures of my, uh, well, my great nephew and my other great nephew. Well, my insane Florida nephew. And, of course, pictures of my new, um, I'm going to call her insane, but my niece. Okay. Any case. Um, and also, everyone's kind of excited, you know, because ah, now if you've been vaccinated, you don't have to wear a mask. Isn't that great? Now, here's the question I have. At the beginning of this whole pandemic, we were saying you have to wear a mask, not for me, but for you. I'm protecting you. I'm not protecting me. But now they're saying if you have the vaccine, you don't have to wear a mask. So, but those that don't get the vaccine, they have to wear a mask. But if the people that had the vaccine is protected, then why do I need to wear a mask to protect them? Because that's what I was doing at the start of the pandemic. Because I'm not protecting me, I'm protecting you. (sighs) Are you confused? (sighs) So am I. It's stupid. That's what it is. It's stupid talking about it on this podcast. Okay, he's too stupid to talk and too ugly to eat. Because it's a great, big, stupid world On a dirt clod out in space Where it stops, nobody knows If Jesus came back today They'd try to book him on the Oprah Winfrey show Because it's a great, big, stupid world He's given a piece of his mind to so many people, it's a wonder there's a mind left. It's Insane Eric Lane's Stupid World. Welcome, welcome once again to my man cave and my stupid world. I'm Eric Lane. Don't forget, I hope you are enjoying all the stupidity to the point that you'd like to join in with some discussions about them. We are now on Telegram. Yes, it's a kind of a cool um, messaging app, uh, much more secure than some of the others that are out there, <clears throat> but you'll get real-time updates on what's going on in the podcast, and also I'll throw in some of the links that are uh, you can check out about some of these uh, stupid stories you're going to hear or have heard, and you can comment on them on what you heard, or you can read and share some of them, or just maybe share some of your own stupidity. Just to, you can, the links are on all my websites, and it's also on the podcast, you know, the, the podcast links and all that kind of thing in the show notes and whatnot. But you can go to t.me slash insane Eric Lane. It's E-R-I-K-L-A-N-E. T.me, that's t.me slash Insane Eric Lane. That would be short for, you know, telegram me, right? Okay. But you can join in the discussions. Download the app from that same link as well if you don't have it. There's a desktop version. There's a mobile version. Uh, It's really kind of cool. The more I've used telegram, the better I like it, actually. And, of course, you know, if you've ever done anything you thought was stupid, just listen to the podcast long enough, and pretty soon your attitude will begin to change. Yeah, you can you go back and think, yeah, I'm not as stupid as I thought I was. That's right. And don't forget, share the podcast with some folks that might be feeling the same way you are. You know, there's two episodes every week. There's that midweek bonus episode that comes every Wednesday that drops. And that's got the Insane Week in Review and the Genius Awards. That's for the brilliantly stupid. 
And of course, the weekend episode, which you're listening to now, that drops every Saturday, and has, um, you know, Pancho Guerrero, my insane Florida nephew, with a few stupid stories, mainly from Florida. I try to give him all the Florida stories and anywhere else beyond. Plus, we enjoy our weekly round of the Insane Game Show. And uh, believe me, it's pretty insane. You can play along at home. Stupidity is addicting, I'm telling you. So don't forget, you want to click that subscribe button to get your stupid fix and have new episodes delivered when it's published. And don't forget, give it a five-star rating and, and, and review the podcast, you know, especially if you, you know, are listening to it on Apple Podcasts, even if you have to lie a little. For some reason, if you rate and review on Apple Podcasts, it kind of gives it a little more momentum, I guess, you know, that will bring more folks in that'll want to check out all this stupidity, you know? Well, I'll tell you one thing, you know, have you ever seen the movies, you know, where, you know, the, the hero blows up something and then walks away with all the destruction in the background? <sighs> yeah, I think some women just want to watch the world burn kind of the same way. There's a 47-year-old Maryland woman. Her name is Gail Metwali. She was caught on video watching her home burn. <laughs> Metwali is seen in the footage dressed in a white tank top uh, and a sun hat. Oh, okay. And she's sitting, lounging in a lawn chair with a book in her lap as she watches the house go up in flames. Now, some identified man caught the footage and is narrating the video. She's, he's saying, she just effing lit the trash can on fire. Oh, my effing God, this is not happening now. She lit the effing house. Well, here's some of the comments and a cop calling him and his friends heroes. Oh, my God, I actually can't believe this. And she's sitting there just chilling, watching the house go up in flames. People say we should have, like, went over there when we seen the flames, but I'm not messing with that lady. What if she tries to kill me? Get out of the house! It's on fire! Come on, hurry, grab your stuff! She was in shock. She didn't know, like, what was going on as soon as she came out. She was like, oh, my God. So he, he just, like, grabbed her and then just started walking away from it. Her hair was actually singed, like, in the front. I think she was actually trying to kill that lady. She put, like things in front of the stairway and set that on fire so that lady couldn't go upstairs. We actually consider them heroes. They actually were the first 911 callers and they were the very first ones to run across the street and help her. Now motives for the arson weren't immediately clear, but the sister of the woman who was rescued said that Metwali had recently returned to the home after, quote, being confined elsewhere for mental health issues. Mentwali has now been charged with first and second degree attempted murder, first degree arson, and first degree assault, <clears throat> among other things. Yeah, I know you're probably thinking, what? Yeah, I know. By the way, um, I'm just reading the stories, okay? I'm not endorsing any of this stuff, okay? Certainly, I, I wouldn't do some of this stuff. I, I mean, I've gotten upset about things and would like to, you know, do things that would be irrational, like, you know, following behind these people that are, you know, determined that they're going to go at least 10 miles under the speed limit. And I'd like to kind of like, you know, pop a few tires, but certainly I would never do that. But I'll tell you, I mean, some people, I think if they're really going to lose it, it's usually they're going to lose it in uh, like some kind of a fast food restaurant 
you know, or what's even more stupid is just see the, the, the one video of the guy that just berated this poor, uh, uh, clerk or the, the guy that's running the desk at a hotel. The guy already had autistic issues to start with. And the guy just berates the living snot out of the guy to the point that he bangs his head into the computer screen and kind of starts slapping his head with his hands and finally just walks off, you know? So you're going to see people like that, but I, man, I'll tell you, so many people though, it just seems like they're just wound so ridiculously tight nowadays. They can't even handle minor inconveniences without going completely berserk. Well, there's a 77-year-old Florida woman. Her name is Judith Black. She lives in a massive retirement community called <clears throat> The Villages. Now, she's retired, so, you know, life should be nice and easy and calm. But no, not with Judith. No, no, no. Judith went to Burger King, and she didn't like the thickness of her tomato slices on her Whopper. Now, I'm not sure if the tomatoes were too thick or too thin, but either way, it set Judith off. Lit her bottle rocket. She starts screaming at the woman who worked there, dropping racial slurs, including the N-word, and that's all, that, that always helps your character. Then she threw her whopper at the woman. Of course, Judith was arrested. I mean, usually throwing a hamburger would be a misdemeanor battery, but because Judith added her extra color to the rant with all the racial slurs, she was charged with felony battery for showing prejudice while committing a crime. How silly is it to make a big scene over a tomato? Bob the Tomato would probably agree. Talk about a total drama burger queen. I mean, a racist who enjoys fast food. Now, you know, if this story gains national attention, certain people might start calling her um, Donna Trump. I don't know. Anyway, it's just ridiculous. People just don't have, they're so, so thin-skinned, it's just ridiculous. And of course, if you add drugs to the mix, well, that just makes it even more stupid. I don't know why, why, I don't know why people on drugs have such a hard time keeping a low profile. Maybe it's almost like the drugs affect their decision-making skills, possibly. Like one 41-year-old guy in central Pennsylvania here named Timothy Box. Now, he's from the Altoona area. Well, he got himself arrested because he wouldn't stop shooting fireworks at his neighbor's house. <laughs> so police pretty much already knows who the guy is, because the day before, he called the cops, and he was claiming two burglars were trying to kill him. But whenever they showed up, that time everything was fine. There were no signs of a break-in. When they responded to the fireworks call, they found old Timothy covered in sweat, acting erratically and hallucinating. They had to tackle him. And when he reached for a knife, well, they cuffed him and found a bunch of cocaine and meth in his pockets. What do you know? Well, of course, he's facing charges for drugs now and resisting arrest and risking, risking a catastrophe, you know, because those fireworks could have burned the neighbor's house down. And they charged him with filing a false report for the fake burglary that he called in the night before. Boy, oh boy, didn't do too much for his reputation either, I guess, you know. I'm telling you, the things that think people do, you know. And then, of course, there are more subtle things, too. You know, like fraud. There's a big story right now here in central Pennsylvania of a major, major contractor who's done work for the state roads department, PennDOT. And they found out after 20 some odd years, they've been dipping into the employee wages for themselves. I mean, 
They got away with it for 20 years. Now the company has been, they got four felonies filed against them and they lost their contract with PennDOT. I mean, you got to admit, get away with it for 20 years. That's either an oversight or pretty clever bookkeeping. But this guy, he ain't any good of any kind of fraud. He's a 53-year-old man named David Stavely. He's from Andover, Massachusetts. Back in 2020, the guy takes a $440,000 in the PPP loans to pay for the employees at his three restaurants, you know, for the pandemic, you know, that, that. but there's just one problem. He owned two restaurants. Mm-hmm. And they were not open before the pandemic. So... He didn't have any employees and definitely didn't need the 40, 440000 bucks. He was the first person in the country who was charged with fraud over those PPP loans last year. So he comes up with another genius plan. He tries to fake his own death. Oh, yeah, that always works. The previous May, his car turned up on the beach in Massachusetts with his wallet and a suicide note. Oh, yeah, okay, well, that's uh, well, so far so good, right? So when the U.S. Marshals investigate, they can't find any evidence he actually did kill himself. So they tracked him down. And a few months later, using a fake identity in Georgia, well, they find out that he takes a deal. Instead, now he's going to plead guilty to conspiracy and failure to appear in court and to have bank fraud and identity theft charges dropped. So he'll be sentenced next month. <sighs> Frankly... I think maybe they should fudge a little bit on the charges to kind of give him a dose of his own medicine, you know? I'm telling you. Anyway, well, so this guy now has a criminal record. Well, here's a tale of another guy. And I let's just say if Tiger King taught us anything, it's that normal people don't own tigers. But this is another example. Not too long ago, a tiger was loose in a neighborhood in Houston. That's in Texas, yeah. An actual tiger was just walking around on the street. There's even a video of an off-duty cop who lives in the area. He's pointing a gun at the tiger and telling the owner to get that thing back inside. So who is the owner, you might ask? He is a 28-year-old guy named Victor Cuevas. There is... A freaking Bengal tiger boom in this yard, and this dude needs to be careful. Holy cow. Oh, my God. Oh, my gosh. He's going to shoot it. He's going to shoot it. And this guy doesn't just have a tiger. He's also a murder suspect who's out on bond. He shot and killed a guy back in 2017. He says it was self-defense but he's facing murder charges. Anyway, so when the off-duty cop calls for backup, Victor put his tiger into his white Jeep Cherokee and took off. They were on the run until Victor was caught the other day, and he was hit with felony charges for evading arrest. The tiger, by the way, is MIA. That's always a comforting thought. Victor's lawyer is already trying out some kind of crazy theories on this. He says, well, people are making a lot of assumptions. Maybe he might be the hero out there who caught the tiger that was in the neighborhood. Oh, yeah, right. A likely story. By the way, Victor also has two monkeys in his house, too. And they're legal in Houston. But having a tiger? No, it's not. Yeah, well, luckily, the video footage, the tiger seems completely harmless. I mean, he may as well be a Detroit tiger. 
I mean, the big cat with a collar was actually roaming around the residential area at about eight o'clock in the evening when this the, 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 the armed man yells at the guy to take his tiger inside. But I'm happy to report that nobody was at least injured. I mean, if this had escalated, then somebody could have, you know, ended up like Carol Baskin's first husband. I mean, forget about grabbing him. I mean, the safest way to get a big cat back in the house is just run that electric can opener. Works every time. I bet they don't see many raccoons tipping over garbage cans in that neighborhood, for sure, you know. Jeez. Anyway, well, here's some breaking news for you. Okay, you've heard about things that show up in your food at restaurants? Well, somebody almost ate something pretty disgusting at Taco Bell. And I'm not just talking about the menu items. No, there's a woman named Tara Helsel. She lives in Pensacola, Florida. She gets some food from the Taco Bell, but when she gets home and unwraps her soft taco, she found a, quote, slightly moist cigarette sticking to the bottom of the shell. She says, I don't know if it was intentionally put there or if somebody had it on their ear and maybe it fell in. But another thing I thought about, you know, was how did they not notice that cigarette in there? I mean, she she took the taco and the cigarette back to the Taco Bell. She said the staff gave her a refund, but they didn't really apologize. Oh, okay, here you go. Here's a free one. Okay. And she posts a picture of the taco and the cigarette to Facebook, and, well, it found its way to the local news. So the local TV station contacted Taco Bell, and somebody from the corporate offices reached out to Tara and offered her, quote, a better dining experience if she would just take down your Facebook post. She says, I don't want the free food. I just want people to be more careful. How about keep the cigarette somewhere out of the kitchen? Jeez. Well, this story feels like a fool me twice, shame on me situation. (laughs) This all began with a call of a hotel disturbance where they find a guy named Xavier Cummings in Cocoa, Florida. He's a 33-year-old dude wandering around on the highway. So the cops stopped to see what he was doing and were trying to talk to the guy. In the middle of this, he hops into the running patrol sedan and takes off. Now, the Volusia County Sheriff's Office says in a statement it joined a multi-county northbound chase. One of the Volusia cruisers pushed the sedan off of Interstate 95. It became stuck in the woods. But when a bunch of cops pulled up to try to grab him, he managed to run past all of them, jump in a different running cop car, and steal that one too. And there was another chase. He takes a large container of police-issued mace with him, Volusia County Sheriff Michael J. Chitwood says. And now we continue the chase for another probably eight or ten miles. Police radio traffic revealed that uh, there was concern that a police gun was in the vehicle, too. After units along I-95 successfully deployed stop sticks, Cummings again ran off the highway and right into a muddy median around the 258-mile marker, the Volusia officer said in a statement. And this time, whenever they stopped him, I'm thinking nobody left their car running. He was arrested and now faces a ton of charges. 10-3, 10-3, someone just hit him into the woods. We get called that, hey, they're chasing a stolen police vehicle, and it's headed into your county. He's on a move again in Cocoa K-9 and 4, going north on 95. 
and now we continue the chase for another probably eight or ten miles. Eventually he drives into the median where a group of us are able to get up there and, and get him out of the car. Unbelievably incredible that he was able to steal not one, but two police cruisers. He must get extra Florida man points for this, you know? And the funny thing is, it all started in a town called Coco. And for this guy, life is definitely like a box of chocolates. But the, you know, cheap, crappy ones that you buy at CVS when you forget Valentine's Day. And a New Zealand man who began drawing very large penises around potholes in his home city of Auckland back in 2018, hoping of attracting enough attention that his local council would do something about it. Well, now he's been threatened with police action. We should try this in Pennsylvania. Well, in a video road safety campaign, Jeff Upson made uh, after the most recent addition to the Ovier, he says, I'm sick about calling Auckland transport. So what I've done is I've gone and I've drawn great artist impressions of penises. The video shows two green and pink neon penises, and um, I guess he's hoping uh, that they'll do something about it. But as it turns out, Upson uh, helpfully identified the address of the newly eye-catching potholes and their dimensions. So, yeah, I don't know. I, I <laughs> That would be kind of fun to do. Get you some, you know, green and pink paint, and every pothole you see in Pennsylvania roads, draw a penis around it. I bet we'll have we'll start seeing a lot more money being put toward the infrastructure. That's for sure. I know that. And an 11 foot long pet python escaped recently from a Japanese man's home in the country's second most populous city. That prompted a search and sent shutters through the local community. First, we got tigers that are on the loose. Now we got a python. Well, the snake was actually kept in a cage in a second-floor apartment in the Japanese city of Yokohama, or so the owner thought. When he went home after work, the man found the cage door open and his pet, a 28-pound ret retic uh, reticulated python. <laughs> it was gone, according to police in the Kanagawa Prefecture. Uh Look, I don't want to scare you, but I'm pretty sure Godzilla got his start as an 11-foot household pet, too, okay? I mean, look, believe me, though, if I went home and discovered that my 11-foot python was gone, I'd be thrilled. Un oh, ew. anyway, I'm glad I'm not living in Japan. And obviously, I mean, can you imagine going to the guy's house? Oh, let me, let me see. Here's my pet. Okay, I'll see you. I mean, cats and dogs are pets. Pythons? That just tells me you don't want company. I mean, of course, we've had dogs and cats, and preferably I prefer any of the pets to stay out of the house. I mean, I don't mind cats in the house. Dogs, I don't really like dogs in the house. We've had a couple of dogs around here, and it just didn't go well. And I mean, dog. I mean, I know cats can be a little crazy. I mean, we've had a little kitten here that pretty much ripped up a, some curtains before we took care of that little problem, but um, dogs can certainly wreak havoc, I'm sure. But this, this is particularly a bad situation. Uh, it happened with uh, Vicki Shelton. She lives in Benton, Tennessee. She says she was completely shocked. She came home recently and found her two-year-old dog, Bo, completely destroyed her couch, leaving fluff everywhere all over the room. The next day, 
Vicky opted to lock Bo into the spare room just to avoid any more damage, but the dog chewed his way out of a wire crate and broke down the door. How freaking big is this dog? Anyway, Vicky says when she first saw the fluff everywhere, she thought she'd been robbed and vandalized. She adds, it took over two hours to clean it up, and there were six huge plastic bags full of fluff. After the dog broke through the door, he was taken to the vet where he was diagnosed with severe separation anxiety. I guess that happens, you know, they're having a lot of problems. So many people have been home over the pandemic, you know, working from home, and now everyone's going back to work, and the pets are freaking out. So they put Bo on a low dose of puppy Xanax to keep him calm. <clears throat> Maybe she should try getting that cable channel that's just for dogs. No, there really is that. You can actually, on your, your cable service or satellite service, there's actually a dog channel. Just put the TV on and let the dog watch some cartoons or something. I don't know. I mean, I know we've been all cooped up during the pandemic. We've been working from home. And, and it's been driving them nuts. You know, the funny thing is we're nuts at home. And when we try to get out, then the pets go nuts. You know, I, I guess... I guess some folks literally were nuts, okay? Because somebody asked people to name some of the weird habits that they've added to their routine in the past year while we've been cooped up during COVID. I'm just going to say they're more stupid than weird. Here, here's one example. A woman stopped eating the cream in the middle of Oreo cookies. Instead, she now smashes them into a softball-sized hunk of cream that she's hoarding for later. Another family had a decorative plastic duck sitting around. So, well, they've been placing it on the floor all over their house and then pretending it got there on its own. <laughs> Another woman read that if you keep feeding crows, they'll start bringing gifts, you know, like bottle caps. So the woman now has been feeding crows every day, hoping they'll bring garbage gifts someday. Folks, this is all true. Somebody else downloaded an app that tracks planes overhead. Now, they check it to see where people are flying in from and imagine what it would be like to live there. Somebody else named every squirrel in their backyard and gave every one of them all backstories. And someone actually admitted they've been watching shows and hitting pause just so they can argue about the plot with their imaginary friend on the couch. Now, you know, I've had imaginary friends when I was a kid. I, I <laughs> well, <clears throat> I'll be honest with you, I still have a few of them. You know, they helped me out on my radio show. Everybody has a little stupidity in their world, and frankly, I would love to hear about it. Now, if you got a great story from your stupid world, or if you want to respond to one of my stupid stories, let me hear from you. Contact me at shoutout at insaneericlane.com. Or if you have a question, maybe a comment about something that I've said or that you've heard. Or if you want to tell of some of your own firsthand experiences of stupidity that you've encountered, I'd love to hear from you, too. You can record a message for me at podcast.insaneericlane.com. 
I might even actually use your feedback on an upcoming episode. Of course, if you haven't done so already, and frankly, I fail to see why you haven't, you should follow me on social media, on Facebook or on Twitter, just by searching out the handle at Insane, E-R-I-K-L-A-N-E. Meet me in the shade of the sunshine tree, pretty little Florida sunshine tree, in the shade of the sunshine tree. Well, are you all uh, charged and ready there, Pancho Hombre? Oh, yeah. Well, I'm up to battery medium, uh, they tell me. So I think we're good. <laughs> That's good. My battery pretty much stays on medium all the time. <laughs> so yeah i'm i'm uh check i'm checking out the uh the new uh telegram channel i just uh, got everything set up have you ever used telegram before no i haven't uh you you said this is almost like a way to kind of direct message with any listeners well it's kind of like a it, it's it's definitely a lot more secure you don't have you know mark zuckerberg eavesdropping in on your conversations or anything but um no <laughs> Yeah, I mean it's it's kind of it's kind of cool. You got channels, you got discussion groups. You you can do calls, you can do video conferencing, all kinds of cool stuff. Apparently, it's been around for a long time. So decided we'll just do a, a Telegram channel for the podcast. And I've been what, what I'm doing is I'm actually using it to like put the links in to the actual stories where I'm getting some of the stupidity from. Just oh, that's actually pretty good. Yeah, that way you know people don't think I'm just making this stuff up. I mean, some of the stuff I can't make. <laughs> I can't make some of this stuff up, you know? <laughs> right. I I mean, yeah, that's that's absolutely true. I if I didn't see them myself, I would also sometimes question, I'm sure. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, that's okay. I'm already starting for stuff for next week and trust me, there's one thing you have to see. Just <laughs> I, I couldn't I couldn't do it justice to describe it. I'm sitting with my mouth open going, "What?" But any case, um oh, but I, I, I guess this past weekend you had a, a triple Mother's Day celebration, right? Oh yeah, we um, well we have a uh, you know Mrs. Poncho, and then we she's went the and mother. saw she's the new mother. We went and saw my um, mother-in-law as well, Mama and then Mamacita, yeah, <laughs> and uh, Mamasi, Mamasa, Mama, Mamacita, <laughs> and. Um, <laughs> Then, well, my mom was actually out of town in Tennessee in the cabin, so ah. uh, I wish I could have gone <laughs> to see her because that sounds fun. Actually, that was probably the best Mother's Day gift is just get away from everybody. <laughs> right, and get flicked off on the road for no reason on the way there, too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, your mother is so confrontational. <laughs> Unlike well, her brother, my, my dad that was driving. He's not a confrontational dude. So yeah, well, yeah, well, un unlike unlike your mother's brother, you know, he's not very confrontational either. <laughs> oh my gosh! Uh, <laughs> yeah, no, that's the understatement of the year. <laughs> well, well, I mean, and, is, speaking of confrontations, though, right? So I, um, I've got a, a doozy for you here, a Mother's Day doozy. Oh uh, yeah. <laughs> All right, so that was really, a nice no matter, segue, by the way. Oh, thank you. Yes, I, I've been working on them. <laughs> so, <laughs> look, no, no matter how bad your Mother's Day present was or wasn't, at, at least you didn't give your mom this for Mother's Day, right? 
Yeah. There's a 22 year old guy named Andrew Peterson lives in, in Lone Rock, Wisconsin. He lives at home with his mom who's 43 years old. So already that's not a great gift, right? 22 <laughs> years old and still <laughs> hanging around. But you know, he, he got really upset on mother's day because he couldn't find his phone. Oh. So he wound up tasing his mom in the neck. Oh, that's lovely. And he was arrested for battery, disorderly conduct, and more. Uh, you know, so he probably says, hey, no one can talk to my mom in that way except me. And, uh, <laughs> well, his girlfriend also, right? Get this. 20-year-old woman named Colleen Parker. Well, she was also arrested because she punched Andrew's mom in the face three days earlier. It sounds like a lovely family. Oh, well, I mean, I don't know about the mom, but it definitely uh, it sounds like the, the, the two kids deserve each other for sure. Oh, well, yeah. Well, no word on whether or not uh, Andrew was living in his mother's basement either, right? Uh, no, no. But uh, I mean, at least the, the, at least Colleen and he, a Andrew do have something in common, which is uh, involves beating Colin's mom or Andrew's <laughs> mom. I'm sorry. Yeah. Well, I can I can pretty much bet that his that mom wasn't expecting anything like this. You might say she was completely stunned. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but really, I mean, I I mean, I, no matter how much animosity people would have with their mom, that's no way to treat mom on her special day. I mean, really, I mean, the guy's even worse than some people that buy Mother's Day gift cards at the Dollar Tree. <laughs> you know, I'm telling you. But honestly, I mean, just totally repulsive. Any son, I don't care how old he is, would do this just because he couldn't find a phone. You know, I mean, but hey, I know of one little type, though, who did find a phone and it was his mother's phone. And his mother quickly found out her little son has a habit. <laughs> oh, gosh. <laughs> and I love stories like this, you know, but, you know, kids, <laughs> kids in Amazon just don't make for a good combination, okay? So keep that in mind when uh, the, the the little uh, babycito gets a little bit bigger, okay? So, but there's a, a four-year-old uh, cartoon fanatic from Brooklyn uh, recently purchased about $3,000 worth of non-refundable SpongeBob SquarePants popsicles on Amazon. So... <laughs> Now, this, this, oh my gosh, this, this is, is amazing. Well, this is funny because my own son was a SpongeBob fanatic. He had a SpongeBob tent to go on top of his bed, he had SpongeBob pajamas. I mean, everything was SpongeBob. So I could I could easily see my son doing this at four years old. But a friend of the boy's mom, they had to set up a GoFundMe to cover the costs for popsicles. Okay. So she writes on the page that the truly adorable SpongeBob fan named Noah managed to purchase $2,618.85 worth of popsicles from Amazon <laughs> and had them sent to his auntie's house. <laughs> so, and I saw the kid's picture, and he is cute as a bug here. You can't get mad at this kid, okay? Oh, yeah. she, said, she, she, she adds here, she says, in case you're wondering, that's 51 cases containing 800 or 918 popsicles. Oh my gosh, where are they going <laughs> to put all these things? Okay. Oh yeah. So, well, 
so far, so far, the kind donors have been contributing over five thousand eight hundred bucks, which is eclipsing the funding goal of about twenty six hundred nineteen dollars. Okay, Noah's grateful mom wrote a note thanking everybody for their generosity and added that the the surplus of donations are going to go toward education and additional support for her son, by the way, who is living with uh, autism spectrum disorder. So, I, I, you know, hey, I, it's understandable, but. I can also say that's probably whenever mom really did scream for ice cream, you know? <laughs> oh, yeah. No, no. Mrs. Poncho is also a huge SpongeBob fan. So she was dying with this story. <laughs> um, I... <laughs> I, it would be great to have had a, a camera on site when the, when the Amazon truck pulled in and unloaded <laughs> all them popsicles, 51 cases of popsicles. <laughs> you know, what it makes me think of, I don't know if you ever watched the episodes with your son. Oh, yeah. It makes me think of that that um, episode where they're selling chocolate bars and yeah. you got that yeah. one crazy guy that's just yep. wants to buy all the chocolate bars, but you got that other guy who's trying to sell them yep. these carrying cases and later carrying cases for the carrying cases for the chocolate bar. And <laughs> I see this, this, uh, you know, 918 popsicles and uh, such a nice well, boy. It, it does my heart good to yeah. con a couple of class A psychoroonies like this one. But, uh, <laughs> I, I can't believe that though. Well, that hey, is with, hilarious. With the money they, they raise off, they think they could have bought a pretty good sized freezer yeah, that's true, right? I yeah. was thinking there's there's no refundable. That makes sense. But you know what? This kid just wanted something tasty to suck on, I think. And yeah. some of those childhood cravings sometimes don't easily go away. Hmm. Now, you'd think that this deep into the Zoom era, we'd all really understand what it is, what what is and isn't showing up on your camera, right? <laughs> Well, you would be wrong. <laughs> There's yeah. a 37-year-old woman named Amanda Fletcher, who's a Spanish teacher at a fancy prep school in New York City. She's under investigation now because a few months back, she was teaching her remote class. And while, while she was teaching, they saw her on camera suckling on a man's nipple. <laughs> <laughs> Now, uh, <laughs> look, uh, before yeah. that, her class could see her eating spaghetti. Now, I, I one time had in, in college a professor who had a cold and, and she really needed to blow her nose. And so we've got this big lecture hall of 300 people probably in there. She yeah. leaves. She's got a microphone on so we could try to hear her a little better. Uh -huh. and we hear her walk into the bathroom and blow her nose right into that microphone. And thank goodness she didn't have to do any other kind of business in there. But, oh, um, my God. <laughs> but you know, I guess eating spaghetti as well. And, and no, like if you saw how she ate the spaghetti, it, it was an almost more creepy to me <laughs> looking at how weird the way that she ate that was. Yeah. Um, now, the special commissioner of investigation for New York schools is looking into what happened. And they say that Amanda is going to be looking at some disciplinary action. I'll but bet. she's still on the payroll now. And she makes, get this, $105,000 a year. Wow. Wow. That's, now look, what, that's like, what, $55,000 a nipple. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> it's pretty insane. And so, uh, well, you know what? I, I Well, I guess... She could afford to uh, maybe I don't know let uh, let one slip, uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. but 
<laughs> well, let a nip slip. <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe maybe uh, the the teacher needs to meet Noah. He's got a lot of popsicles she can suck on. <laughs> I know, right? Oh my gosh! Well, <laughs> look, yeah, you saw. I know that when you're learning Spanish, you're supposed to roll your tongue, but this is too much, sure. right? <laughs> It's. I do think it, it, it is good that the school went ahead and pulled her for our classes for now, because you might as well nip this in the bud before it gets any worse. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly right. Oh my gosh. <laughs> yeah. Well, I will say this: that 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 teacher is certainly hoping that the students were latching onto learning while she was latching onto her <laughs> man. You know. Oh, oh my oh. gosh. I, I mean, if she's really needing something to nibble that bad, just. Try popcorn. You know, it, it can be quite addicting. And I'll tell you, it was very addicting at this one theater. In fact, it was practically a craving. Now, I don't know, this story has been, I've been seeing this story pop up in many places, okay? But it looks like that somebody finally found a justification for the ridiculous price of popcorn at movie theaters, okay? Because there's this 39-year-old woman named Jamie Lynn Henniker. She's the manager of this movie theater in Mankato, Minnesota. I like to say Minnesota because it snows a lot up there. But she was just busted for selling cocaine from the concession stand. Now, oh, this is too good. This she would <laughs> literally, she would literally sprinkle it or put it in. Oh, well, I guess in their bag of popcorn. Okay, and uh, I'm not sure if she that they got extra butter either. I, I mean, but I know the cops got tipped off about what was going on. And so they set up this little sting operation, okay? And Jamie sold an undercover officer some cocaine and popcorn bag for a hundred bucks, okay? Now I realize, you know, popcorn's more expensive in theaters, but, eh, you know, but uh, you know, now she's facing felony drug charges, which could probably land her at about 20 years in prison. I'll tell you, that's, that's nuts. I mean, crazy to think that somebody would combine cocaine and movie popcorn. I mean, you got one. <laughs> oh, right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. You got you got one that's a highly addictive uh, vice that's wildly expensive, and the other's cocaine. <laughs> you know, I mean, really. Let me let me guess. I mean, I bet the trial for the movie movie theater manager it's going to be scheduled. Uh, let's see, Tuesday at eleven twenty, two fifteen, four forty, and seven ten. Oh yeah. Of course, that actually makes a ton of sense, you know, to me. Frankly, I mean, it, it would finally explain why the popcorn prices are that high. You know, I mean. And if, if you think popcorn prices are high, definitely the people in that theater, mm, they were even higher. <laughs> you know? Let's all go to the courtroom. Let's all go to the courtroom. <laughs> I think, oh, look, well, I have to. Yeah. Well, I was going to say, I, I, I think that what they did giveaway was that the line to the popcorn machine was six times longer than everywhere else. <laughs> right. Well, I can't. I guess this lady must have some really good service. Yeah. Um, I you know, I have to hand it to the creativity, even though it was illegal. Yeah. But not to mention extremely dangerous. Uh, people do the stupidest things to get high. Yeah. And if you're going to do that, getting high off of popcorn would be better than this. Mm. All right. Here, here's a new um, trend on social media. You might think that after the year of living in a global pandemic, people might be a little more careful with their health and their bodies. And you'd be wrong. <laughs> the, the new hot trend on social media 
is eating rotten meat to get high. Whoa. Now, I remember years back when I still watched SNL, they uh, <laughs> had like one of those exposés, you know, uh, you know, making fun of the news channels that do the, right. you know, like uh, tonight at six, you'll never guess what your kids are doing to get high. It's called <laughs> souping, eating cans of expired dented soup to get high. But this is worse. And yeah. It took five years, and this is worse and real. So uh, if you've ever wanted to get high that badly, I'm sure that there's got to be less uh, dangerous ways. but Or disgusting. Right. The, the, the trend is called high meat. Now, I thought – this is something that only happened in the bedroom, but uh, <laughs> people say that eating old, decomposed, discolored beet with mold and bacteria growing on it makes them feel euphoric. Oh, uh, I mean, it makes me feel disgusted just thinking about it. Uh, this really begs <laughs> for yes, nauseous. Really begs the question to me that will it make them sick or even possibly kill them? I mean. It definitely could, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. All right. So there's potential for all, all sorts of really bad bacteria to grow on and, and old meat, also parasites, and uh, <laughs> unless you're cooking it first and then letting it go bad. But even then, uh, look, you could wind up with a stomachache, diarrhea, food poisoning, botulism, or worse. My high meat is one year old now. It's the oldest meat I've ever seen. It's gotten pretty dry now. Smells like acidic mushrooms. I'm gonna eat it all at once. There's too much. I can't even get it all in. Well, very strong. <laughs> Not bad. Oh, <coughs> like eating, <coughs> like eating chili. Oh. <coughs> it doesn't taste bad, but it's so spicy. Did you feel it here? That it's hard to swallow. Now, I, I, I yeah, I, that's the thing. I, it, I don't know whether they had cooked the rotten meat or ate it raw. I'm thinking, my lord, they're not eating it raw. At least if it's going to be rotten meat, they're going to cook it. I mean, that's a bit of a saving grace. But even still, you know, that that's worse than going behind the the, the pharmacy and downing twelve bottles of Nyquil. <laughs> uh, yeah, no. Oh, I, I take the cocaine over this. I'm, I'm t telling you what. Oh my gosh! Yeah, I, 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 I don't know. That, that to me is, is sheer stupidity. Eating rotten, rotten meat. I don't care for whatever reason. If it is going to cure COVID or cancer, is the most bizarre thing I've ever heard of. You know, <laughs> right? I don't even know why they would consider doing something like this. I mean, can you just imagine asking somebody, "Hey, man, <laughs> you ever gotten high off eating rotten meat, man?" <laughs> you know? <laughs> wow. But I guess some of the most bizarre questions, though, have been asked in, in uh, job interviews. Not much more rotten, bizarre than that. I, I remember uh, when we first um, got married and, you know, I come from a little small town in Arkansas. My wife came from, you know, metropolitan New York City. She was from northern New Jersey. But I mean, she definitely had a far more um, urban lifestyle than I did. And so it was quite traumatic for her to go to job interviews in Elk County, Pennsylvania. You know, because they asked some pretty bizarre questions there. And she came home and she's like, I can't believe the questions are asking me. You know, <laughs> so two thirds of them were illegal. But in any case, but yeah, there's been some pretty crazy. 
<laughs> there's been some pretty crazy questions asked in some of these. I don't know if you've ever been to some of these job interviews where they give you those brain teasers, you know, because you've, you've gone to oh, a few. there's been a couple. There's yeah. been a couple. Yeah, and they kind of try to see, you know, how you think on your feet. Well, this is like an extreme, maybe a, let's just say it's a, um, a version on cocaine. How's that? We'll just oh, okay. keep the theme going here, okay? There, there's this woman named uh, Bita Golshani. She's in Los Angeles, and she just tweeted out a picture of a question that she got on this online job interview. Now, that's one thing I've never done. I've never done the online job interviews. My son has done them on various things. And, and so I, this is crazy. She writes this. She says, this is definitely the most bizarre question I have ever seen on a job application. The question is, you've been given an elephant. You can't give it away or sell it. What would you do with the elephant? Now, I, I don't know what the job was or how Beta answered it, but her tweet is going viral and people are throwing in their own ideas. So let me just pause for a minute. What would you, how would you answer that question since? <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, my first thought when I was uh, thinking of this is I'd probably invade Rome. Uh, <laughs> and uh, the, the history nerd coming out. And, and the other, I was kind of a different question of, I, I wonder how many ways that you can prepare elephant in the kitchen and how you could store enough elephant meat for it to not go bad. Is elephant jerky good? Hmm. Those are just a few questions off the top of my head. Yeah, or, or maybe you just let the meat go rotten and see if you can get high off of elephant meat. Get high off of it, that's right. But <laughs> I, I, I'd probably go with uh, invade Rome first. <laughs> well, one person says that they once took a course on how to respond to interview questions, and there actually is a correct answer. Open a business where you hire the elephant out for events, but I like some of the other people's ideas. Like, um, unfortunately, I can no longer work here. Raising this elephant is my full-time job. We are going to travel from town to town solving mysteries. <laughs> <laughs> or I like the solving mysteries idea. Yeah, yeah. Or here's one. Give me the job or my elephant will sit on your car. <laughs> okay. I mean recreate but, the scene from Lord of the Rings yeah, with well, those yeah. giant mammoth looking creatures. Unbelievable. I, I don't know. Somebody has spent way too much time in HR training to come up with questions like this. You know, it's to me it's uh, right. like it's to me it's like it's like, you know. Uh, the, the benefit of taking algebra. I will never use algebra for the rest of my entire life. And I haven't used it ever. And they, these questions there have as much relativity to the job as me taking algebra to work in radio. You know, I will say I use algebra all the time. So, uh, oh, yeah, you would, but <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't, I don't need it when I'm sitting here just playing songs all the time. That's true. Uh, but, you know, well, I, th I think the purpose of some of these questions are just to try to make you think outside the box. Mm -hmm. And uh, well, there was one woman in Minnesota, though, who was not just thinking outside the box, but was driving at breakneck speed outside the box. Her ex-boyfriend was about to be buried in <laughs> at his funeral in a cemetery. No, <laughs> she <laughs> I can't believe this. She clearly was not one of the mourners, but was instead taking a few victory laps after her <laughs> eternal breakup. I can't. 
So there's a very fine line between winning a breakup and doing something totally insane. And, uh, well, like that gets you locked up like this, yeah. girl, a very fine line. And, um, there's a 28 year old woman named Blair Witten from Barnesville, Minnesota. And she was arrested for getting the final piece of revenge on her ex-boyfriend. Her ex-boyfriend had passed away, and Blair drove all the way to the cemetery in Fargo, North Dakota, <laughs> and, and started speeding around to interrupt the funeral. And while her her uh, ex-father and they didn't want Blair at the funeral, I couldn't imagine why. Yeah. So when she was driving her SUV around, she almost hit some of them who tried to get her to leave. Oh my gosh. The police came and she was arrested for reckless endangerment. Oh my gosh. That, that sounds like something that you'd probably see in Southern Mississippi. <laughs> right. I, I mean, I thought, you know, I, I, I would imagine she'd be trying to throw him into a wood chipper if it yeah, was well, in uh, Fargo. Yeah. Yeah. But still, I mean, if she really wanted to be annoying, she could have just taken off the mufflers and just did some pretty good hot dogging around there. <laughs> oh my gosh. I, Love that story. That, it's hilarious. truly insane. Yeah, I mean, I mean, it, it's just the to me that's something that good movies are made from. <laughs> it totally sounds like something from a movie. <laughs> you know, I'm telling you. Oh my gosh! Well, apparently, uh, they must have had quite the um, rocky relationship for them to. And and the thing is, I don't know what he died from or the whole situation around it, but clearly, she was glad he was gone. I'll say that. And she was also fast and furious. Yes, indeed she was. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yes. Well, maybe she could use some, some counsel on, on, some, on, on anger management or something. I don't know. But we, yeah. we, have, we got a couple of people that are looking for counsel from Pancho. So oh, yeah, yeah. We got some Ask Pancho questions here. And uh, this one, I don't know. I mean, um, this guy. I, I, have you ever backed yourself into the corner so much now you've had trouble getting back out? Okay. I only back myself into corners when I want people to, um, I enjoy self-deprecating humor. So I, yeah. and I like to give other people a hard time. And and so I intentionally back myself into corners to let people take a few shots at me. So it gives me the means to be able to take a few shots back because it's yeah. not fun when it's all one way. Yeah, true. Well, I, this guy, he, he, I guess his, he had a little prank going, but it kind of backfired. His name is Hayden. And so he's asking some advice here. He says, he said, it was kind of a prank that happened. He says, I told some people that I work with that I believe the earth is flat. Now, what, 30 years ago, we would all think, yeah, okay, ha ha, funny, funny. Nowadays, no, they're not going to get a reaction like that. Okay. He says, to be honest, I didn't think they'd believe me, but I can really give an unreadable face. So they call that a poker face, right? He says, so now I'm caught in this running bit that I'm a flat earther, but I'm unsure if I should let, let this gig go on or expose the fact that I'm not really a flat earther, a complete psycho who thinks this earth is flat. He says, I'm just a psycho who pretends to think the earth is flat for fun. I can see uh -huh. the headline. I can see the headline here. Flat earther exposed. <laughs> Exposed in all caps. <laughs> so he said, he says, you think this is a gag I should stop or should I continue to see how long I can run it? 
uh, to run the thing in. He goes, I'm kind of I'm kind of worried that it might backfire with uh, meeting a cute girl at an office party, though. You know, ha ha ha. How, how far along until this prank becomes part of my identity? <laughs> oh, this you you should not stop. This is hilarious, um, <laughs> though, though, if you had a little bit of foresight here then uh, you could have done the prank the right way here. And um, true story, right? I, you may not, you don't think you know this. I, uh, when I started working at the company I'm at now, I, I started a job out there out on phones. And, uh, you know, you try to pass the time in between phone calls and, uh, and you get some camaraderie with the people that you, your desk mates there because you're kind of, you feel like you're in the trenches together. And, and so there's a, a friend of mine that I would, uh, see often he sat next to me named brian and yeah. so uh we'd always chat and laugh about stuff rag on each other give each other a hard time and that was a lot of fun and uh but we'd also enjoy talking conspiracies <laughs> now i think that he bought into some of them more than i did for sure because i don't really buy into conspiracies but they're hilarious and fun to talk about and well i ended up uh creating a running joke that he was a flat earther and anytime <laughs> someone would come up to our desk or there was a new person that i was maybe helping train or something I'm, oh yeah by the way this is brian he's hilarious he also thinks the earth is flat you know and he he'd start laughing and smiling like no no i don't actually think that and i'm like uh, it's okay. It's a safe place, Brian. You, you, you're good. You're a good company. Um, and, and finally, he just gave up and was like, you, you can see that he was holding back a smile. He's like, yep, that's me. <laughs> and because he was so right up on some of these conspiracies, he knew exactly what to say to just own it from there. And so I, I, that's how I was able to get my office to, uh, maybe a few people in the office to be convinced that my coworker and friend was a flat earther, but I was free of the whole, you know, flat earth thing myself. So that's the right way. Um, should you keep it up? Yes, this is hilarious. If you get a, a date with a cute girl and you just be like, what, that? Oh, whatever. No, I've been making that up. I just want to see if you would buy it. and just be a, She would probably think that you're really funny or if she thought you're crazy, better to, you know, like, she doesn't sound like she's going to be that fun of a person if she's not going to be in on this. So. Well, she's I gonna agree. figure out the real you eventually. Might as well let her know now. No, well, the thing is that might be a good way to find out if you're dating the right girl because if she's got a pretty thin sense of humor, you may not want to risk the chance of dating her any more than you have to. Or if she's like, "Oh my gosh, I agree," right? You might think, "Oh, <laughs> oh yeah." <laughs> <laughs> but no, this any any normal girl or person would not automatically just believe that because it's a pretty unbelievable claim anyway. Well, and yeah. you find that pretty funny. And if you're a jokester type, dude, that, that is the best thing you could be and include her in on some of the jokes too. And, uh, you'll, you'll have a, that, that's the least of your worries. Trust well, me. I'll tell you what I enjoy doing a lot is looking at the Instagram posts from uh, both, um, uh, Luke Bryan and his wife, because both of them are practical jokers and they're each one try to out prank each other. And it's hilarious to watch what they do. Oh yeah, that is. Well, I, I have to limit what I do with Mrs. Poncho because she is not necessarily a joking type. Uh, yeah. She loves my jokes. I've got her in stitches all the time. Well, let me just say so, this. My dad was the ultimate practical joker on my mom. And, and that's where I get it from. Yeah, well, if I did even one-tenth of what my dad did to my mom, I'd be a single man. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> I, um... 
<laughs> that's too good. Well, I've got one more Ask Poncho here as well. And I actually, I, I got some advice from Mrs. Poncho because I, look, I'm not on the gram too often uh, or at all, but, but she's got an Instagram. So um, now Angela, she says, I don't know if this is a weird or creepy thing to do, but someone I barely know who on social media and I follow one another. I risk of sounding like a stalker. From what I can tell, he is single. I've been thinking about sending him a private message to ask him out, but I don't know if that's a weird thing to do. How do I not come off like a crazy person? Mm. Now, first off, Mrs. Poncho thought, uh, she was like, if this was a guy, she would uh, absolutely think that you were a creeper or crazy. If, <laughs> if a guy tried to ask her out on Instagram, she said, right. Um, and now the, the fact that you're, I don't think a guy is going to necessarily be freaked out or creeped out by that per se, yeah. but it's always better. And it's, it's a little weird still look, maybe try commenting on some of his posts or liking some of those things. And if you direct message him, like instead of asking out, start a conversation, get to know each other. And if the conversations go well, you'll probably get a phone number and then you chat there, get to know each other and, and let it build up naturally. But uh, I mean, if if you're going to if you're all in for it, then just go for it. What's the worst that can happen? He says no. And you're in the same shoes you're in now. Yeah, well, that's true. Or, you know, or you could be one of those uh, what do they call the, the Instagram profilers or whatever. They uh, you know, try to get all the likes and whatnot like that. You never know. You could end up being beneficial for both of you. Yeah. And maybe one day he'll give you a nice nipple to suck on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but just just don't do the nipple nibbling in the middle of a Zoom classroom. <laughs> yeah. uh, it's not as fun if it. Never mind. I'm, no, <laughs> is this like the the millennials version of a peeping tom or something? Uh, I don't know. Instagram influencer's husband and my insane Florida nephew. Oh yeah, well I wouldn't I wouldn't call her an influencer by any means. <laughs> so so she, we're she going just down. discovered the um, the SpongeBob meme Instagram page as well. So uh, surprisingly she was not a part of it and she is now. <laughs> well, that's good. So now this time we're the Poncho Man Randy Savage. I like that. <laughs> yeah. Poncho <laughs> Poncho Man. <laughs> well, see, let's see if, let's see if uh, Pancho Man is Macho Man on how well he does uh, some insane games. This is the idea. That's right. That's right. Psych it up. So I can't remember. Wh which one did you really bomb in last week? Oh, it was a couple of them. Well, it was uh, I, oh, definitely Steakhouse and Gay Bar. I did not do good there. And I think I also did really bad in the Weatherman. Oh, uh, yeah, that's right. That, well, <laughs> let, let's start off with the Steakhouse or Gay Bar and work our way up. Oh, okay. How's that? All right. So here, here's our name of a business. You ask, you tell me whether it's a steakhouse or a gay bar. And the first one is called Risky's in Fort Worth, Texas. <laughs> Risky's. Risky business is <laughs> undercooking steak. We're going to go with a steakhouse. Hmm. Very good. See? Yeah. 
See, if it was a uh, gay bar, I guess it would be called Risqués. Or, or, yeah, that's true. Or Friskies. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> All right. Well, now here's another one. And uh, this is from Knoxville, Tennessee. It's called Wagon Wheel. The Wagon Wheel. I think I've heard of the Wagon Wheel before, or I could just be thinking of the song. I think yeah. it's that one. Um, oh, gosh. You know, I used to live in Knoxville, too. Um, I'm going to go with a steakhouse. Believe it or not, it's a gay Ooh. bar. Well, I'm, <laughs> oh, glad, no. I'm glad that you weren't familiar with it. Uh, yeah, well, yeah, I, I am not familiar with it. I'm thinking <laughs> of, uh, yeah. All right. And your next business, Trapper Pete's in Cloquet, Minnesota. <laughs> well, I think that this is going to be a steakhouse. I don't really know anyone who's going to go to a gay bar named Trapper Pete's. <laughs> You are correct on that. <laughs> I'd hate to know what the trap is if uh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, this is true. All right. Now we're gonna go out of the country for this next one. This is in Toronto, Ontario, and it's called Black Eagle. Black Eagle. Um and this is in where? Toronto, Ontario. Toronto, Ontario. Oh, I'm not very good with my uh with my Canadians. But hey, no, hey, but I'm I'm gonna go with a uh, gay bar. Hey, that yeah. is right. That's not bad for just a wild guess. I mean, you don't know how those uh, Canadians act sometimes, you know. <laughs> I'll be like, hey, I, you got a nice boot. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> All right, <laughs> your last business is called the Hard Eight in Copple, Texas. <laughs> Hard Eight. Uh, well, you know, I think this one is a red herring, but uh, so I'm going to go steakhouse, even though it sounds like it should be a gay bar. Yeah, you are uh, correct. Very good on that. All right. <laughs> I think I think we may have hit a stride here. Let's let's see if we can overcome porn star or weatherman and get those two behind us, and we'll go. <laughs> okay. You, you seem to be doing pretty well. So, all right, uh, list of entertainers. You tell me, is it a porn star? Or a weatherman. And your first entertainer's name, Cody Matz. Cody Matz. I'm going to go with a porn star on this one. Believe it or not, a weatherman. Fox 9 Ooh. in Minnesota. All right. Entertainer name number two, Ethan Cage. <laughs> okay, Ethan Cage, I think, sounds even more like a porn star name than the other. <laughs> <laughs> that is correct. Very good. All right. Entertainer number three is Ed Powers. Ed Powers. You know, I like the name. It, it totally works. But I think this is actually a weatherman. He is oh. a porn star. <laughs> I, like the name. I like the name Ed Powers. It has a good, strong feel to it, you know. Oh, it does. Yeah. So now this one may could go either way. His name is Mr. G. <laughs> Mr. G. Um, oh gosh. Well, I know. Well, it's not Mr. Hands. So I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go Weatherman. I think. I, I, I was thinking G Spot, but that's okay. No. <laughs> <laughs> So you have uh, a, better... be a Mrs. I guess or Miss. Um, 
I don't know, but it, it, in any case, all right. Your last uh, entertainer's name is Nick Johnston. <laughs> oh, you know, if it was Nick Johnson, it would have been a porn star, but I'm going to go weatherman. It is right. He's at WTEN in Albany, New York. Very good. Well, I mean, if he was a porn star, he could also be called Nick, uh, Dick Johnson. Hey, yeah, there you go. You know, there you go. I mean, why not? All right, let's try um, strip club or daycare. All so, right. Your first business, you tell me it's a strip club or a daycare. It is uh, from Los Angeles, California. It's called Jumbo's Clown Room. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. You know, I don't really know anyone who wants to get off in the clown room. So I'm going to go with a daycare. Apparently, people in Los Angeles do. <laughs> oh, gosh. <laughs> you got to uh, remember, this is L.A., man. <laughs> Anything's up uh, for grabs. Yeah, that's pretty freaky. Yes, it is. Okay, your your next I can't business. Believe that one. <laughs> your next business is from Oklahoma City. It's called Whispers. Whispers, uh, careless whispers. But um, <laughs> whispers sounds like something a teacher or librarian tries to get kids to do, but it's impossible. I'm going to go daycare. Believe it or not. It's it was careless whispers. Yeah. Yes. Because you have I to whisper. You're trying to throw me off with this one, but. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, you have to whisper when you tell somebody where you're going. I guess. That yeah. Too. yeah. All right. Business number three comes from East Rutherford, New Jersey. It's called Prime Time. Prime Time. You know, and I would have said that this sounds like a strip club, but, uh, you know, let's go to strip club. It's a daycare. <laughs> oh, man. Well, I guess you win some, you lose some. Sometimes you lose all of them. Yeah, well, let's see if you can make up with this one from Phoenix, Arizona. It's called the Candy Store. <laughs> I, um, oh, gosh, I think I've heard like Little Darlings Candy Store, Candy Shop. Yep. I never know what to go with every time. I'm going to go daycare. It's a strip club. <laughs> oh my gosh. Well, this let's see worst. if we can go. Let's see if we can go one for four here from New York City, New York. It's the Peekaboo Club. <laughs> oh gosh. Oh, this is such a hard, um, difficult <laughs> game this week. The Peekaboo Club. I I'm gonna <laughs> it sounds like a strip club. But my guessing has been backwards today, so I'm going to go daycare. Very good. <laughs> yeah. All of That's, these names are completely opposite of what they should be called right now. I'm telling you, it drives you nuts because, I mean, they could go, I guess, their door swings both ways. I, the Peekaboo Gentlemen's Club is all I could think. Yeah. <laughs> That's true. All right. Well, let's see how well you are doing golf courses or rehabs. Okay. All right. This one is on Long Island, New York. It's called the Cold Springs Hills. Cold Spring Hills, Long Island, New York. Um, you know, I'm going to go golf course. It's a rehab. <laughs> oh, my. Try Tampa, Florida. This is in your home state. All right. The name, okay. of, this the name of this business is White Sands. White Sands. I think this one definitely is a golf course. It's oh. a rehab. 
I'm telling you, it's, everything is totally backwards this week. I don't write them. It's just our writers that do this. You know? <laughs> All right. Your third business, Golf Course or Rehab. It's from Phoenix, Arizona, called The Legacy. The Legacy. The Legacy. Okay, so The Legacy de definitely sounds like a golf course. Uh, I don't know any rehabs. Yeah. Exactly. It is a golf course. Very good. All right. This one comes from Beaver, Utah, called Canyon Breeze. Canyon Breeze, Utah. Um, you know, I'm going to go golf course for this one as well. That is correct. All right. Ooh. You're picking up steam here. One more. And this is out of the country again from Ontario, Canada. Is this a golf course or rehab? It is Humber Valley. Humber Valley. I am going to give this one a rehab. Hmm. Uh, golf course, actually. But they're backwards in Canada anyway, you know? Yeah, that's right. So, yeah. All right. Well, let's get into something that we know you're pretty good at. That's fake news for Florida. Yeah. So we got some good ones this time. I don't know. I don't know who's more talented, the people that do these or the people that make up the headlines. Okay. <laughs> but uh, I'll give you some headlines. You tell me if it's fake or Florida. So your first headline, a Pensacola man was arrested for public intoxication after police found him fighting a tree. <laughs> I am, you know, I'm going to go Florida on this one. Yeah, of course. Nobody else can do that. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Headline number two, a Jupiter woman was charged with indecent exposure after she nakedly chased her cheating husband through the lobby of a Holiday Inn. <laughs> um, I am going to say this one is fake news. There we go. That's right. Yeah. It is, it's fake news indeed. All right. That, but it, I could see this happening after all the stories I've been reading about naked people in hotel lobby. <laughs> Yeah, I was trying to think, have we talked about this one before? We talk a lot about it. A lot, a lot of streakers in our uh, uh, I don't books. know what it is. Well, here's your third headline. A Miami man has filed for an annulment from the car he married in 2019. <laughs> uh, you know, this is too crazy to make up. I'm going to go with Florida. Um... Fake news. Oh, gosh. Fake news. <laughs> it was definitely too crazy for sure. But you never <laughs> of course, you got uh, the funny thing is you got this right after the headline about a guy fighting a tree. I don't know. It's just weird. So. All right. Now, your fourth headline, a Martin County man was arrested for attacking a woman with a cheeseburger. Uh, let's see. Cheeseburger. I'm going to go uh, Florida. Absolutely. It definitely was not paradise. Yes. Yeah, so I, I was thinking it, it is in paradise, though. So, well, right, right. I don't know how many people would think Florida's paradise, but I don't know. I, if you take all the all the stupid people out, it'd be a pl great place to live, you know? So, anyway. Uh, right. So, last headline The city of Lake Fort Worth accidentally sent out a zombie alert on its Facebook page. I think I've actually seen this one. I'm going to go with Florida. That is correct. Zombies oh, are yeah. alive and well in Lake Fort Worth, <laughs> Florida. <laughs> Migrated from that initial bath salt zombie from, yes. from uh, Miami. Yes. 
Absolutely. So I'd say, yeah, I'll give you a B for the uh, the insane games this week. <laughs> that's that's uh, better than average, I guess. Yes, yes, indeed. So, well, uh, enjoy uh, enjoy your your weekend, and I'm going to look out look for some more great pictures of my great nephew on Mrs. Pancho's Instagram. Oh, there you go. I know you're probably amazed at the amount of stupidity that's in this world, but you know, somebody has to actually go out and find them and write about them. So there's no way this podcast could be as stupid as it is without the talented writers from some great places like Mr. Laughs Comedy, Ad Large Media, Premier Prep, Wise Brother Media, Universal Comedy Network, and Pulse of Radio, United Stations Radio Network. Thanks for sticking it out through my stupid world. And if you're feeling a bit crazy, I hope you'll follow me on Facebook or Twitter at Insane Eric Lane and visit InsaneEricLane.com. And if you're feeling a bit insane and want to make your own podcast, you can do it with Anchor, the easiest way to make a podcast ever. The only platform where you can publish to major podcast outlets like Apple Podcasts and Google Play Music with a single tap of a button on your phone. Whether you're capturing your own voice, taking call-ins from listeners, conducting remote interviews with anyone, or broadcasting full-length songs from Apple Music or Spotify. Available today for iOS and Android, and it's 100% free, entirely mobile, and so easy to use that literally anyone can make a podcast, even me. Find out more at anchor.fm.